What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Look out the window. What color is the sky? What's the weather like? Can you see a tree? What's it doing? Is it bare with winter or covered with snow? Does it have bright orange autumn leaves? Are there the fresh little buds of spring? Maybe it's an evergreen. What's it look like? So what season is it where you are? What season is it in your place? I'm Amanda Cook. I'm an author, an entrepreneur, and an alchemist. And my work is nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. And one of the fundamental concepts, the starting place for our work together, is connecting with the seasons and looking at what's around you. It's so simple, right? Look out the window and notice. But that simple act of pausing and letting there be a little gap of silence so that you can notice what's going on. And then actually connecting with that energy, relating it to the season in your place is the starting point for mindfulness and to make those little pauses of silence, of spaciousness, where you can start to hear your intuition or your inner voice. It's really powerful. So wherever you are, look out the window. What color is the sky? And what does it look like right now, this time of year, in your place? Now, I have a little question for you that might seem a bit silly, but stay with me. Does this season look like it's supposed to? Do you have any judgment about what it looks like out the window? So let me give you an example. So I grew up in New Hampshire which is near Boston in the Northeast of the United States. And we had four really distinct seasons. So because that's how I grew up, that's my expectation for what a season is. So winter is really cold with loads of snow, but it's actually quite bright because there's bright blue sky and the sunlight reflecting off the snow. And then spring is pretty muddy and late. And then summer is really hot and humid with lots of bugs, but it's like proper summer. And then autumn is just spectacular colors. And so that's the, those are the seasonal cycles in New Hampshire. Well, now I live in England. And the first few years I moved to England, I really struggled because the seasons are completely, well, not completely different, but enough different that in my mind, they weren't right. Winter wasn't ever properly cold. (laughs) Like it rarely snows. Maybe we'll get one bit of snow a year. Maybe it gets cold a few days, but most of the time it's 
just gray and a bit drizzly, a bit damp. And to be honest, I have like never been as cold in my life as I am here in England. I think it's because it's so damp and the houses just don't seem as well insulated, at least where I live. So the cold just sinks into your bones. Same thing with summer. It might get hot for a few days, but most of summer is in the high 60s, maybe a bit overcast. A bit, maybe I'm being a bit negative because when it's a glorious summer day in England, it is incredible. Now, spring in England is amazing. Spring is like early and flowers and green, and but that doesn't matter, right? I love England now. I'm not dissing England. I totally love it. It's my home. This is where I want to live. The point is, for many years, I was a bit frustrated with how the weather actually was because it didn't match what the season should be. So let's turn back to you and what's outside your window. So what does it look like in your place? And do you have any judgment around it? Does it look like what it's supposed to? Or how do you feel about you and the season? Is it too hot? Is it too cold? Do you wish it was different? This is good observation to just understand how you're relating to your environment. Because the reality is, whatever you see out your window right now is reality. It's That is how it is. That is this season in your place. So what is the season in your place? Can you find a word that describes that? What word would you use to sum up the season in your place right now? So this is the first step, this very simple exercise of simply looking out the window, stepping out into your backyard, going into a park, pausing, turning off the music, turning off the podcasts, and noticing, noticing what is the season in your place? What is happening? There is so much richness in this. Now, this simple act of noticing, of noticing the sky, the clouds, the breeze, the temperature, the humidity in the air or the lack of humidity, what's happening with the plants, the noises, the smells. These are things that humans have done for thousands of years. Our ancestors, your ancestors would have been intimately, intimately connected with the very subtle changes in their environment around them. Things that we don't even notice. They were so tuned into because it was essential for their survival. This is how humans lived for thousands of years. You live in tune with your environment because you are part of that environment. You're in sync with it, right? You depend on knowing when a big rainstorm is coming, when it's going to snow, when you better go out and pull in the rest of the food from the fields or get the last of the berries before the the first frost happens. You need to be sensitive to these things. These days we don't, right? And I certainly, I come from ancestors who were farmers and I have not even a smidge of connectivity to the land like they did, as they did, because it was their livelihood. They depended on being in tune with the seasons. These days in our lives, when we're thinking about living, like noticing the seasons or the yearly cycle. Some of the things that used to come to mind for me are, oh, September, it's the start of a new school year. New year, I should do resolutions. Oh, there's a couple big holidays. So there's like Christmas, for example, or 4th of July. 
in the autumn, all the pumpkin spice flavored stuff comes out. I used to joke that except for that it's, oh, it's pumpkin spice latte season. We don't really need to know that it's autumn. We don't need to know that it's getting colder, except maybe we need to start shopping for Christmas gifts. These days, because of the wonders and the blessings of electricity and central heating and air conditioning and lighting, we don't really need to be in tune with the seasons. We can live the same year round. But your ancestors, my ancestors, humanity in general lived in tune with the seasons. And this is not so much knowledge that you need to learn how to connect with the seasons, but you need to remember. You can just allow yourself to remember. As you start to notice and tune into these seasonal cycles, it feels so natural because this is just, it's just part of being human on the earth and we have just forgotten. So it's there, it's in you. And the first step is just to start noticing Now, you might say, why do we care? We've got lots of stuff to do. And we have, if what we're trying to do is create lives of meaning and magic, we want to develop ourselves. We want to create ways of living and working that feel aligned with us, that feel true, that help us to fulfill our potential as humans on this earth. So that's what we want to do, whether that's growing a business, starting a new career, exploring creative things, whatever it is, writing a book, whatever it is that you want to do. We want to grow into being able to do these things, to live and work the way we want. And there are lots of strategies for doing this, right? You can read, you can learn about productivity and planning. You can research that specific topic. You can talk to other people in the area. You can do all these practical action things. But I have a feeling if you're here, you're pretty resourceful, right? You've been successful. You've done a lot of things in your life that are cool. You've done a lot of really cool things. And now you're looking for something different, a different way of operating. And so what I'm proposing is that we love our brains. Brains are great. Intellect is great. Thinking and planning and all those skills are great. But we've practiced that a lot in our lives. That's how our school systems, our education is designed. That's how most of our professional careers have operated. I know my brain knows how to work and logic things out. I know how to be strategic and plan. I got that. So we're not talking about that here. I'm talking about dropping down into your body, into a different way of knowing, a different type of wisdom that's deep and true and on your right path. And that does not come from your head and your brain and reason and logic. It comes from in your body, in your heart, or in your gut. It's that feeling, those nudges, those whispers. That's what I'm talking about. And the way that we start to tune into that is by making space. And I like to do that through this really cool vehicle of just noticing the seasons. Okay, I want to just give you the overview of a little introduction to the wheel of the year, which is the cycle of the seasons throughout the year. And this is fundamental to my work, the wheel of the year. And it's really the structure of what we do together in the seasonal journey, which is my membership that is a year of personal growth guided by the seasons. So if you like this concept of 
being able to explore every area of your life and work guided by the seasons by aligning with these natural energies if you'd like to go on a personal journey to do that guided throughout the year then check out the seasonal journey you can learn more about it at amandacook.me slash tsj for the seasonal journey so amandacook.me slash tsj So let's look at the wheel of the year, the natural seasonal cycle. And this could look different based on where you live in the world and how many seasons that you have. But I'm going to be teaching a wheel of the year that's based on four seasons and that really comes from Northern European folklore and Celtic culture. So it's this the idea of the four seasons make this complete year cycle based on what's happening in Northern Europe. So you'll need to adapt it for where you are. And we talk about this also in the seasonal journey, but it's really interesting to look at what was a traditional seasonal cycle based on the place you live, so your place, but also based on your ancestral places, where your people are from. What did they consider for their seasons throughout the year? What natural seasonal cycles did they have? There's a lot of power and richness in reconnecting with the heritage of your people, where you came from. But for the purposes of this, we're going to look at the wheel of the year that's like the Northern European wheel of the year. So we actually start with winter, and winter is the darkest, coldest season. So winter is where your energy is going inwards. Okay. So winter is, if you think in in the, we can look at this on a couple levels on the level of what's happening in the natural world, but then also what's happening energetically. So in winter, in the natural world, everything is at rest. The fields are fallow. The plants and trees put their energy down into their roots to stay warm, to protect themselves over the winter. Everything is at rest. Energetically in winter, we're looking inwards at ourselves. It's a time of deep introspection. It's a time of rest and going inwards and looking at ourselves, our homes, our foundational elements like our money and our immediate friends and family, those people closest to us. That's what we look at in winter. And I love that this starts with rest because in our normal society, rest is not encouraged. Rest is almost weakness, right? There's this expectation like you should be able to be at peak performance all the time. And we know in practice that's not possible. That's <laughs> You can do that for a little while and then it leads to burnout. So I love that the winter doesn't start with a burst of crazy energy. It starts by going within, getting clear on what you really want and resting so that you are nourished and grounded and ready for that burst of energy in spring. So then we move to spring. That's the next season. And spring, the energy shifts. So spring and autumn are transition seasons. So winter was all inwards. Spring, the energy changes direction and goes outwards. So in spring, it's the season of new beginnings. And we do this a little bit in our culture with this idea of spring cleaning, right? And also these, the images around Easter, all these fertility images of bunnies and eggs and and all that stuff. These are like spring, green, fertile, new growth, new beginnings. So we still have a little bit of that sense now. And so in spring, it really is the time of new beginnings. It's where you want to clear out, make space, start new projects, plant seeds, get things out in the world. And our energy is shifting out to be 
into the wider world, not just our family and our home. And then we shift into summer and summer is peak energy, right? So this is peak outward energy. It's hot. It's fiery. It's the time about wider community and connection and getting out there and being outdoors. The days are long and sunny and it has like the shortest nights of the year. So there's lots of time to be outdoors. And for our ancestors, most of us had agricultural ancestors. And so they would have in the spring been planting and getting the fields ready. In the summer, especially early summer, there's a lot of work growing and tending things. And then late summer comes the first harvest as we start to reap what we've sown. And so energetically, that summer energy is the time to really get out there um, and be connecting with other people and launching projects and going to big events and doing big speaking opportunities and really getting out there in the world. And then the wheel of the year turns once more and we arrive in autumn. And autumn is a transition season, so the energy starts to pull in again. We start to look inwards. Autumn is the harvest, and it's also a time of feasting and celebrating, so celebrating what's happened over the past year. And it's also a time of discerning and letting go to make space, looking at what's working, what's not working, what do I wanna take with me into the next cycle? and letting some stuff go. There's another energy that is incredibly powerful, this discernment and letting go. It's so powerful and it's kind of unpopular because again, in so much of mainstream culture, it's you should just be able to do more, add more, get more stuff, do more things, just put more, more. But actually, is that realistic? No, this is crazy making, right? We've been there before. And so instead, there's such power to take a step back and say, huh, what have I done this past year? What do I want to take forward with me? And what do I want to let go with gratitude? And we do that in autumn so that then we can move into winter and have that time of deep rest, introspection, planning to get ready to start a new cycle again. There's the yearly cycle. It's so powerful if you align with it. Now, this happens on a variety of different levels. And let me just say, if you're excited about this, at the time I'm recording this, it's actually autumn. We're just beginning autumn. And if you're excited about these autumn energies of harvesting and feasting and pruning, discerning, letting things go, deciding what you want to take with you, all these, these, this transitional season energies, then definitely join us in the seasonal journey because that's what we're going to be getting into over the next three months, which is at amandacook.me slash TSJ. So that's the wheel of the year, and you can see those energies going on around you in the natural world, just looking out your window. But also, we can apply these energies to our lives in a variety of different levels. Of course, when you're in a specific season, then usually you'll find that if you're doing activities that align with that season, they're going to feel easier. So introspection and rest will be easier in winter and starting new projects, clearing out, making space, planting seeds, that's going to feel easier in the spring, for example. But of course, our entire lives don't always operate on a yearly cycle. So there's also a bit of just a personal life and work and emotional cycle that goes on like this too. I just went through, even though it was summer, I just went through a period in my work that was really winter 
where I just had to take a step back and deeply rest and let myself look within and recalibrate so that I was ready to then move forward again in the energetic spring. Now that all happened to me during physical summer, which is just, it just happens that way. But it's helpful to recognize what point in the cycle are you in? And that's okay because you know that it's not going to last. The thing about the cycle is it keeps going, it keeps changing, and we will come out of that cycle again. But when there are moments where if you move into a season like we're going into autumn, this is a great time to be really celebrating and full of gratitude for what's going well, and then to take a hard look at what do you want to carry forward and what do you want to let go. So that's a great time of year to be doing that so that you'll find that when you do align your activities with the natural energies of the season, it does feel easier. And the other thing I love about this approach is that throughout this yearly cycle, you're going to look at every area of your life and work because it just, it prompts us in that direction. So we'll end up looking at everything. You don't have to do it all right now. The other thing I love about this cycle is that you know that you don't have to cram it all in this season because it's going to come around again next year. So if you wanted to do deep introspection, you don't have to do it right now. You could wait until winter. If you didn't get everything done you wanted to this summer, it's okay because now we're moving into autumn and there's so many gifts and amazing experiences to do right in autumn and summer will come around again next year. So it takes the pressure off a bit and helps you to really sink into the now, the goodness of what's going on right now, connecting with what is happening around you. And to be honest, it all starts by just looking out your window. So I'll leave it there for this week. I hope you enjoyed this introduction to the concept of the wheel of the year. I'd love to hear from you as a listener of the podcast. You can write in at hello at amandacook.me. Feel free to let me know what you think about the episodes, but also any topics that you'd love me to cover in the future. Or if you have a specific question or situation that you'd love my take on that I could use on the podcast, just write in and let me know. And I'd love to include some listener stories and questions on the show itself. So you can write in at hello at amandacook.me. And if you'd like to join us in the seasonal journey, which is a year of personal growth guided by the seasons, it's a really rich, delicious, connected, supported experience to guide you through through growth this year. Then you can join us and learn more and join us at amandacook.me slash TSJ. Have a great week and I'll see you in the next episode.